The whole idea behind foster care is to give kids a safe, stable, and temporary place to live and grow while their parents are dealing with serious problems and to eventually reunite parents with children. But all those things are becoming harder because there are fewer foster parents available to take in these kids temporarily. So the kids are switching schools more and living further and further from their biological parents. That's today's story of the day. Support for Story of the Day comes from Pearsall Wealth Management at UBS Wealth Management USA, subsidiary UBS AG, member FINRA SIPC, 1 Broad Street, Glens Falls. Hey, I'm David Summerstein. It's Monday, February 12th. First up, it's been a tumultuous year for SUNY Potsdam. The state college in St. Lawrence County has seen a dramatic decline in student enrollment over the last decade, and it's made significant cuts over the last six months. At a hearing last week in Albany, North Country Assemblyman Scott Gray asked the chancellor of the SUNY system about how it will move forward. Amy Feireisel reports. In September, SUNY Potsdam announced a downsizing plan to make up a $9 million deficit. It's eliminated nine degree programs since then. In late January, the school cut seven staff positions. Those cuts have had a big impact on the local North Country community, says State Assemblyman Scott Gray. Gray represents the 116th district, which covers much of St. Lawrence and Jefferson counties. I've got a community that sits here with tremendous uncertainty. That's Gray last Thursday at a higher education public hearing on next year's budget proposal. He was questioning SUNY Chancellor John King Jr. He said prisons and higher ed fuel the local economy. The SUNY system in St. Lawrence County represents about 1,500 jobs, right, $93 million in payroll. So are we committed to making sure that these college campuses do not fail? The chancellor responded, yes. On Potsdam, we are committed to Potsdam's long-term success. He said SUNY Potsdam's downsizing plan is in place to ensure the college's future. Gray also asked about a SUNY-wide plan for dormant buildings, like the ones at SUNY Potsdam, which he called non-performing assets. Do we know what the burden is to the individuals by campus? Is there any uh, idea of taking over some of these fallow structures so SUNY campuses can focus on their mission, which is educating students, educating young adults, and not necessarily uh, worrying about empty, empty structures? King responded by asking Gray to follow up and said he would like to work with local legislators on the issue. King also acknowledged empty buildings as a drain on campus resources. You know, there are certainly campuses like a Potsdam uh, where there are buildings that, given the, the reduced enrollment, they're just not in use. And I think the challenge for those campuses, as you described, is they're spending money to heat them, to preserve them, uh, but there's no students inside. Those empty buildings reflect the 40% decline in enrollment at SUNY Potsdam since 2010. Amy Feireisel, North Country Public Radio. A beloved butcher and smokehouse in the southern Adirondacks has officially joined the state's Registry of Historic Businesses. Oscars in Warrensburg specializes in smoked meats, cheeses, and mustard. Once a year, Denise Losey of South Colton drives two and a half hours through the mountains to get there. I'm a big fan of smoked meats. And in my opinion, Oscars is the best. Losey also makes her own smoked meats at home, but she says Oscars is worth the yearly trip so she can stock up on her favorite things. Either the bacon or the smoked pork chops, which are, oh, 
They're awesome. Oscars was founded in 1943 by Oscar and Edith Quintal, a husband and wife who'd immigrated from Canada. They started out in the town's music hall, but that burned down in 1945. Oscar Quintal built a new smokehouse, but that burned down in 2009. The business reopened with a new building a year later, and it's still owned and operated by the Quintal family. In recent years, fewer people in St. Lawrence County have been signing up to host foster kids. An agency that works in multiple North Country counties says it's seeing a similar problem across the region. And fewer foster parents can mean more challenges for foster kids. Lucy Grindon reports. About 200 children are in foster care in St. Lawrence County right now. Half are staying with relatives, some are in group homes, and about a third are staying with certified foster parents. But the county's been struggling to recruit new foster parents. Joe Sieber is the Department of Social Services commissioner. You know, we do educational sessions for prospective foster parents to come and learn about things, and we're just not getting as many people showing up. And fewer people showing up means fewer applications. Sieber says the number of kids entering foster care stays pretty consistent month to month, but fewer people are applying to be foster parents. The department's been trying to recruit more, but Sieber says it can be difficult to publicize the need. When you have the largest landmass county um, east of the Mississippi River with one of the smallest populations, you know, people are pretty spread out. Some foster care placements are facilitated by foster care agencies. Megan Bedour is a program manager with Fostering Futures, an agency that serves hundreds of children, mostly in St. Lawrence, Jefferson, and Lewis counties. Bedour says they've been seeing a similar problem across the areas they serve. We've lost probably about a third of our foster homes in St. Lawrence County, actually across the region, if you will, in the last year. We don't have the homes that we need necessary to place the influx of kids that we're now seeing. Bedour says the decrease was partly due to a rush of adoptions that came after the height of the COVID pandemic. Some automatically upon adoption say, this is what my family needed, and at this time we're going to close our home. But then, when new kids enter foster care, if there aren't local foster parents available, Bedour says the agency has to place the kids farther away from their homes. And that can create a lot of challenges. You're disrupting, you know, everything that that child knows. Like established relationships with friends, teachers, and therapists. Bedore says every disruption sets a child back about a year in school. Keeping kids in their district is a priority, but it's not always possible. And there's another problem. Bedore says moving kids farther away from home also makes it harder for their birth parents to see them. It's not healthy to place a child in a car for a two-hour transport one way to come see their parent here and then two hours back for a one-hour visit. So birth parents have to be responsible for reaching their kids. Often those parents are relying on others to be able to facilitate that visitation. And visitation can't occur if the birth parent can't get there. Bedour says Fostering Futures needs more foster parents everywhere, so more kids can stay closer to home when they need care. Potential foster parents have to pass background checks, but Bedour says there's no right or wrong type of foster household. 
a two-parent home, a child may do well in. We may have a child who does well in a one-parent home. Working or stay at home, again, there's no filter, if you will, in regards to what a foster parent needs to be before they become a foster parent. Bedour teaches free classes through Fostering Futures to help people decide if fostering would be right for them. In St. Lawrence County, Social Services Commissioner Joe Sieber says his department is trying to spread the word about the need for more foster parents. Since 2022, they've opened satellite offices in Governor and Messina, mostly to make their services more accessible, but also to communicate better with different small communities. Part of the reason that I'm working on uh, decentralizing some of our services here and getting some of our staff out into the farther reaches of the county is to be able to get uh, word out about issues like that and try to recruit some uh, potential foster homes across the county in areas that maybe we haven't been as, as successful. Sieber says the ultimate goal is always to help kids stay with their families by making sure that families have what they need to make a healthy, stable environment. To that end, the county has had success in reducing the overall number of kids in foster care in the past two years by about 100. Lucy Grindon, North Country Public Radio. We have more news all the time on our website, ncpr.org. Music today by B. Children of Canton and Matt Bullwinkle of Potsdam. All of the music you hear on Story of the Day comes from NCPR's Underscore Project. Go to ncpr.org slash underscore to learn more. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.